stool, Michael. Yeah. The biggest underdog of all time. Joseph Lassiri. Who done me? The personification of aggression. A true global superstar, the hottest property in Muay Thai. Rod Tuck. This is the main event of my life! Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brandon... Six what is up, fam? It is Monday morning, 9 o'clock a.m. on this beautiful, crisp Calabasas morning. How's everybody doing? Great. I like how Chin answered. I was talking to the fans out there because I can hear you guys. <laughs> Chin's all actually all right. You know what? It's been great. <laughs> uh, what's up, man? Straight off the plane i almost said boat straight off the plane from houston texas shot to h-town had a grand old time out in h-town man a really good time love texas texas back to back for your boy can't get enough of texas um a lot of tiger thick out there a lot of tiger thick it's our biggest market so i was meeting with specs and meeting with distributors your boy was working even when he wasn't on stage but it was a grand old time shout out to everybody who came out um yeah, the only bad thing is when you do this stuff, um, you know, I couldn't um, watch the UFC 281 live. Uh, obviously, I know what's going on because when we do the meet and greets or even fans that come up to me like, dude, you see what happened to Izzy? I'm like, thank you. No, I didn't. Thank you. So there's no way to not hear about it. So I was able to watch it last night and once again this morning. Um, so... You know, let's get right into UFC 281. Hell of a card from top to bottom. My God. There's finishes on finishes on finishes, especially on the main card, all finishes. Um, but it's not just about the main card. You got uh, Meccano was filthy. Ryan Spann with Dominic Reyes. And as we went into it, I told you guys, you know, for a few people on the card, there's some make or break fights on this with Dan Hooker. Um, you know, kicking off the main card, he had to really get a win. I think was he lost his, I think three out of five, some crap like that. So, you know, Hooker need to pull it off. I thought Hooker looked phenomenal. Also, yeah, he's lost four out of his last five. So for Hooker, that was a big win. You could tell how relieved he was. His post fight speech was a little strange. You know, he was like, "What did he say?" He said, "When you put the when I put the nail in my mouth, it's like butter, or something like that." You're like, "All right, well, that must be a." <laughs> australian thing or new zealand thing because in america like okay um they kissed rogan which was cool the dude that he fought uh uh claudio uh Poiles. Poiles, obviously a, a jiu-jitsu master and was had hooker in some compromised positions but pretty good fight for hooker even though uh Poulez was on a streak there is a tailor-made fight for hooker like I was, you know, scooting on his butt, dragging his ass. Not really how you want to kick the main card off, but at least Hooker got him out of there in the second round. Those uh, body kicks, he looked phenomenal. Hooker looked really, really good. Um, glad he got a win, especially with everything he's been dealing with, with, you know, the immigration, the New Zealand, the COVID protocols, and basically doing an underground fight club to get ready for these fights because they were so strict in New Zealand and uh, Australia. So he's been away from his family. So from one dad to another, I was really rooting for Dan Hooker. Um, you know, so the big takeaways were for Dan Hooker, 
huge fight, make or break it for his career. Also, Dominic Reyes, who didn't um, have as good as luck. He got knocked out. You know, he did. It was a jab. I know people are like, oh, his chin. But the problem is, is his momentum. He was coming forward, so that makes turns that jab basically into just a hard straight left. You know, so his momentum was coming in first round. He hasn't fought in the hot second. Tough go for him, man. Tough freaking go. And the other one, you know, and I'm not sure why the UFC did this matchup, but in uh, Blanchfield versus Molly McCann, uh, our homegirl Meatball there. It's just she was a big dog on this fight. You know, she had some real momentum. So the hype train got completely derailed. Um, you know, she got dealt with. She got really dealt with. Um, so, you know, it was a bad, rough night for Dominic Reyes and uh, Molly the Meatball. Also Brad Riddle. You know, he, it was a good fight, though. Um, my boy Andre Petrovsky, I told you guys, is my lock for the fight card. You know, he's a pretty sizable favorite. Uh, absolutely mopped the floor with homeboy. Called out Bo Nickel, which I think is interesting. I don't he's know been calling him for a while now, too. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's like, you fancy yourself a wrestler, come get it. That'd be an interesting fight. Even grappling matches he wants to do. Yeah, I'm down for that. You know, for Bo Nickel, it'd be a good a good test for him. So, you know, we, you know, we think he's a top five middleweight. And uh, Petrovsky's no punk, man. So yeah, I, I would be open to it. I think the UFC would be open to it, too. Because mm-hmm. for Bo Nickel, you can't just toss him a top 10 guy you know there, there's some sort of you know protocol here yeah alex pierre says shut your mouth but there is some sort of protocol here so andre petrovsky would be a for anybody else getting to the ufc you know with their first fight they would never toss you a guy like andre petrovsky he's a nightmare for you the only knock and andre you know i absolutely love you maybe cardio there but also mass square garden big fight that might have something to do with it you probably get tired, more exhausted from beat the shit out of this guy, so that could have something to do with it. So it, it, it was basically a flawless victory. If this is Mortal Kombat, you know, flawless. The only I'm trying to, the only thing you pick out is maybe a cardio issue there. But I'm not saying an issue, but you know, maybe instead of a ten out of ten, I give you an eight out of ten. That's it. That's it. But you probably, you probably get tired from whooping his ass. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, the, to kick off the freaking early prelims, Jesus Christ, I watched this this morning, that Carlos Ulberg, yeah. my God, what a way to kick it off at Masquerade Garden. Masquerade Garden just brings the best out of guys. It just, you know, it's Masquerade Garden, Muhammad Ali fought there, the who's who, the classic boxing fights there. You know, it's the Knicks who are terrible, but still, we still people still are obsessed with them in New York, even though they just always oh, suck, big wiener. But, um, I, yeah, I don't like the Knicks. And what sucks is Kith. This is a Kith Drag. Kith's one of my, probably my favorite brand. And because they're a New York brand, they they make the clothes for the Knicks. If they worked with any other team, I could rock it. But it's just tough. The bright orange, you know, the bright orange and black. It's like so Halloween all the time. And then when I go to New York, they drop this new jacket. I was like, oh, that'd be dope to wear in New York. I'll go to New York next year, but it's like you're only, you can't wear that around L.A., you know. I'm the first thing from New York. I love New York. I absolutely love it. Not a big Knicks fan. They never do anything to get their shit together, ever, ever. Just uh, draft that JR guy. I won't get into basketball for guys. JR Barrett. Um, but back to UFC two eighty one. So the whole card was gangbusters, man. Gangbusters. Felt bad for Meatball. Like I said, felt really bad for Dominic Reyes. He's in a tough position. You got to see what the UFC is going to do with him. Are they going to cut him? He is a light heavyweight, so they're giving him a little bit of a longer leash, especially. 
I think what's tough for him, and he talked about in the pre, he talked about in the the pre-fight interviews, and then I want to say maybe in the post-fight with the John Jones stuff, it's like, hey, bro, that was, that was two years ago. We got we got to move on. You didn't win the fight, you know. Uh, so let's get to the main card, even though we just dabbled in Dan Hooker, uh, the guy who absolutely starched Frankie Edgar that nobody wanted to cheer for. That has to be one of the only knockouts where nobody was cheering. In Mass Square Garden, and the crowd, even after he got knocked out, people were chanting, Frankie, Frankie. So for Chris Gutierrez, tough, tough uh, night in the office, meaning no matter what you do, unless you get knocked out, people aren't going to root for you. Nobody's rooting for Chris Gutierrez except for his family in the front row. Outside that, every single person, probably even in his hometown, was rooting for Frankie Edgar, the legend. His send-off fight, how dare you? His send-off fight, you're going to knee that man in the face and flatline him? You know how disrespect His send-off fight? Here's the thing, though. No matter who your favorite fighter is, Frankie Edgar, BJ Penn, Chuck Liddell, Shot Evans, we can keep going through the list. Whoever it is, uh, uh, Sanchez, whoever, whoever it is, if they stick around long enough, they end up face down, ass up. Or head down, ass down, flatline, you know, just on their back. So that's that's the way this that's the way the game goes. If you stick around long enough, this is gonna happen. It's just the way it is. Also with the UFC, I'm not. Did you have to give him Chris Gutierrez on a send-off fight? Could we have not have done like a uh a Dominic Cruz, Frankie Edgar, like a legends fight? Could we have shown him a little more respect? Massacre Garden, his last fight, you give him this long you know savage young line with dangerous knees for frankie edgar the fu funny is this chris Gutierrez. you could tell he's crying big moment for huge fight in his career like forget whatever the naysayers and the frankie edgar fans like you did your job biggest win of your career and he goes to pick frankie up frankie's no no no, no, no stop, stop stop this this isn't a this isn't a good moment for me don't pick <laughs> me up sucks. even though it's my last fight don't pick me up and parade me around the ring this is not what we had planned i plan to beat the shit out of you. it's frankie edgar Legend, man. Frank Edgar, first guest ever on Food Truck Diaries. Went and ate that New Jersey pizza, and it was fantastic. I love Frankie. Salt of the earth. Great dad. Great family dude. Just a legend. He did have a Frank Edgar UFC gym out there in New Jersey that he was part of. I wonder if that's – are the UFC gyms still popping? Yeah, they're still Are they still, still doing the thing? Yeah. I feel like it's died down a little bit, right? Well, I guess pandemic kind of shut those down, but – if it's fun by the UFC, they're fine. Yeah, they're, the UFC, UFC fit, fit Frankie Edgar. Because I know it's a UFC gym, but it, it's different because also, like, see how it says Frankie Edgar? Yeah. Most of them don't say that. Like, BJ Penn, Hawaii, that's his big gym. I think there's two of them. Mm -hmm. I think Bisbing has one, Orange County, I want to say. No, I say has them. I mean, the UFC builds them and just tosses their name on and they get some sort of ownership. That's I want to cool. say it's like 10%. Yeah, it should be way more than that, but what can you do? I see what you did there. <laughs> she looks jacked. Yeah, she looks jacked. Yeah. So I heard rumors are from Adrian Yanez uh, that Frankie kind of wanted that fight, which sounds kind of crazy. Like he actually chose that guy. But there's rumors. Yeah, it makes sense. It's Frankie Edgar, dude. You're yeah. talking about a legend. Of course he wants that. No, fight. no. Frankie chose him. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But his team and his his team and his coach need to go, bro. Yeah, yeah. Know, you dude. can probably beat that guy. Hey, man, let's have a fun night. Let, this is a celebration of your career. Let's go out there. Let's leave on a good foot and you know, no head trauma. Get out of there. Let's fight a wrestler who's just going to try to take you down. You light him up. 
Let's get off on a good note. Mm-hmm. Why would you fight some young lion, Chris Gutierrez, man? It was a bummer. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was a, such a bummer to me. If, now, if Hooker would have lost before and then Gutierrez and then Frankie gets KO'd like that, I shut this thing off. Uh, and then the fight of the night, probably as of now, probably fight of the year. And it's tough to live up to the hype because remember, I had to watch this on Sunday and again uh, at 5 a.m. this morning when my kid wakes me up. He's like, Daddy, I want to watch whatever, uh, Pepe the Pig. I'm like, you're going to watch UFC 281. Enjoy this, buddy. You enjoy all the blood in the Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler fight. But so many people were texting me, dude, round of the year, fight of the year. Oh, my, this fight, this fight. So I have already this hype, preconceived notion. That, oh, my, this is going to be crazy. It's very rare it lives up to the hype. My God, this fight was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, two of my boys. Didn't give you guys a pick uh, on this fight for that reason. I'm too close to both of them. I love both of them. I hate that they have to fight each other. Michael Chandler has to be the best lightweight of all time in the first round to ever exist. I don't care who you are. If you don't have a granite chin, nobody is making out of that first round Michael Chandler. His first rounds are in fuego. He literally has to be the best 155-er to ever do it in five minutes. But you better survive it. Because he, you know, you're looking at some 10-8 rounds, those first rounds, but if they survive, he slows down. And I couldn't believe Dustin Poirier at his age. He's been fighting the UFC since he was like eight. He has like 3,000 fights in the UFC. Figured that, you know, you can't take the same shots. My God, dude. The shots he was taking from Michael Chandler, bro. And then Chandler slamming him, riding his ass. I was like, man, Chandler's dominating him. Even the second round, I mean, Dustin lands some good shots. That second round was gangbusters. You know, so for... Michael Chandler, when you look at this, and I said this to to Brian um, when we were breaking down and fighting the kid, I said, you know, Dustin Poirier will fancy himself um, a gunslinger. And when he, if you do that against Chandler, it's tough because Chandler does hit harder. But the one thing that I didn't emphasize enough on is I said Dustin Poirier is a better striker as far as technique-wise. He, his shots are straight. Mike Chandler, he's a loopy, loopy guy. He's a loopy punch guy, uppercut guy, right? But there's a lot more power there. The issue is, is when you get in those exchanges, when you get in those phone booth exchanges, the guy who's the crisper, more technical striker can win those. So doesn't probably hits hard. I'd say, you know, Chandler, if this is a video game, Chandler's probably a 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10. Depends. At 55. Now, Francis is a 10 out of 10. I'm not comparing to Francis Gano. At 55, Chandler's probably a 10 out of 10 with his explosive athleticism power. Doesn't probably probably eight and a half. Not too far off. The difference is is Poirier throw straight punches. So when they get in those wild exchanges, although Chandler was landing some, Poirier, because of his precision and his technique, was getting the upper hand on those exchanges, even though he's getting lit up. Not, I'm not talking about the first round. The second round, where they're really trading back and forth. If you notice, Chandler was landing. Poirier was landing, but Poirier's shots counted more because they were more precise. They're in better spots. And that's where Chandler was getting in trouble, man. He's getting a lot of trouble. And then when he was, you know, he's out wrestling. And I love Chandler's wrestling. I wish he would do it more. But what's interesting about Chandler is when he does decide to engage in the grappling, that's when he gets in the most trouble. So, you know, you probably have, uh, you, I don't know if you want to go 10-8, you know, in that first round, then poor A, it's close. But I don't know what the official judge's scorecards is. We can look it up, Jim, if you'd look that up. But 
I, some people would probably have Chandler on top, especially if we gave him one of those rounds, 10-8. So that third round, he's going and winning that fight. And then, you know, Chandler just doesn't have it in him, man. He doesn't have it in him. Go, I'm up on the scorecards. Let's chill out. Let's put take the foot off the gas. Let's You got this, dude. Let's be more precise. And Here we go. They never give 10-8s, these fucking people. So it was 19-19 going into that third round. So it was straight even. Um, you know, I'm more of a fan of 10-8 of rounds, especially when there's complete domination like that. I'd go first round 10-8, second round, okay, yeah, 9-10. Poirier had him really, really hurt, wobbled, was laying more precise shots. I'm cool with this. There's no issue here. So it's all tied up going into that third round. Um, so, yeah, so Chandler really didn't have the opportunity to take the foot off the, the gas there. But I think being three rounds, too, he goes so goddamn hard in the paint, you know, it's, it's tough for him. And then, then when he wants to get these takedowns, takedowns look phenomenal. He's slamming them, doing all this shit. Then he's a, he's a step behind. You know, he's always a step behind. And when Chandler, uh, which was beautiful, this shows his black belt, the way he was able to get his neck. If you know, it was, a, it was originally when he, when he took him down to take his back and sink in the choke. Originally, it was a, it was more of a, a chin. It was more it was more on the chin, but Chandler, I'm sorry, uh, Poirier knew in the transition with the blood, it was going to slip under. Then he got the submission. Phenomenal fight, phenomenal fucking fight. Justin Poirier's talk just keeps going and going, which I love to see with these veterans. Just keeps going, going up. I would assume Dustin Poirier's looking at a. If he wants to fight soon, which I don't think he does. He's a family guy. He likes to chill, and he only wants really big fights. But if he's looking to get back at the title, I would assume he'd have to get through Dariush. If he wants to fight again in the next, you know, first quarter, second quarter, you're looking at a Dariush fight. Um, or, you know, I'm curious if the UFC, because Dustin is such a big name, um, what happens with the Makachev and uh, Volkanovsky fight. If Makachev wins that, right, he looks unstoppable. And they want to get another big name under uh, Makachev's kind of resume. You give him Dustin Poirier, that would really solidify him at 55. Dustin Poirier's been a, you know, a face of that division for how long? Fighting the top of the top, was a world champion. He's beat Conor McGregor. So I think that would go a long way for Makachev's record. I see the UFC doing that, and especially Dustin likes to chill. You know, he likes to rest and recover, especially after a fight like that. Definitely, there's definitely some concussion going on there. So if I'm Dustin, I don't rush back especially to fight a guy in uh, Darius. Unfortunately for Darius, he's number four guy in the world, but he's the least famous in the top fucking five. There's gang bangers in the top five. <laughs> gang bangers. These guys are first team all nasty. You got Makachev, superstar. Charles Oliveira, superstar. Dustin Poirier, the diamond, superstar. Great hot sauce, great bourbon. You got Justin Gaethje, superstar. Michael Chandler, superstar. And then you got Darius four. That's your top five. Six if you include the champion, Makachev. So he's the least famous, least amount of followers, which this is, I want to kick myself in the nuts when I talk like this, but that's the UFC's game plan, right? They They go for these big fights, and sometimes you get – you know, what's right in the rankings, but it's very rare these days. You know, it's kind of, you know, what's your Twitch following like? What? I've won nine in a row. And I know, but your Instagram followers are under 100,000. We're so sorry. Go ahead and fight nine more savages. And also, is do you think you could get dance on TikTok for us? Could you do that? Darius, I know. Could you do like a Jesus dance for us on TikTok every Tuesday? He's like, I don't think so. Like, okay, we're going to have you fight somebody outside the top 10 then. 
It's not fight. It's not fair. Darius deserves it, and Darius Poirier is a hell of a fight. I, I would assume Poirier might be a dog. Might be a slight dog in that fight. To be honest with you, Darius is savage on the ground. Has you know he he's kind of like Dustin Poirier when the shots are flying. You want him you know to be your guy. He has all the power. Will bite down on his freaking mouthpiece. He'll get in that phone booth fight, and he's very precise at it too. So is Poirier. That's a great fucking fight. So for Poirier, though, is that going to get you away from the family? Is that going to get you away from pro- promoting the hot sauce? They, he just dropped a new one. Also, we got I got to hit him up to get it here for a food truck. I always ask for hot sauce. We're just using random hot sauce. Uh, his bourbon's fantastic. So he's a businessman outside, and he's doing his thing. This one, you build his profile more. So for Poirier, the UFC goes, all right, Darius in, I don't know, March? I don't know if that gets Poirier out of bed. Remember, even Chandler didn't really get Poirier out of bed because Poirier was like, mm, I'm looking for a big fight, maybe Nate Diaz, which Nate Diaz, Poirier would be a fantastic fight, but though, that's not happening, is it? So for Poirier it's, Poirier, it's either wait, if the UFC even is hinting at this, which I would assume they would, for many of reasons for Makachev. Makachev, uh, winner over, you know, Volkanovski fight, and to fight for the title, you know, or you look what what else is out there? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But they're in a tough spot. And then uh, on the latter end of that, the guy who's on the losing end, Michael Chandler, he's, was he two and four in the UFC now? Or I'm sorry. Yeah, right? Two, two and three? Let's see. So he has won one fight. So he's two and three. Mm-hmm. So he's two and three. He's lost three of his last four. But, but that, so the Dan Hooker fight, performance of the night, starches Dan Hooker, right? That's a good win. Charles Oliveira, 10-8 first round, and then again, second round, gets in some trouble. Justin Gaethje, fight of the year. Mm-hmm. Performance of the night, gets a reward. Tony Ferguson, knockout of the year, right? Complete, insane, Spartan 300 kick to the fucking face of Tony Ferguson, performance of the night. Every single fight he's had in the UFC, he's got a bonus. Every single fight. Always great. He's great. But if you're Chandler at the end of the day, so right now, currently, we all love Michael Chandler. I love Michael Chandler. One of my favorite people. One of my favorite humans to fight inside that steel cage in his underwear. And those uh, spandex that he rocks with that blowout ass. I'm a fan of him. Great person, great dad, great fighter. In five years, though, we're going to forget this stuff, and then you look at his resume, and it's wins and losses. All the UFC cares about is wins and losses at the end of the day. Now, he's not in jeopardy of getting cut. Not not going to happen. He puts on a show. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, for Chandler, he wants to be world champion. It's the only reason he's fighting. It's not to put on exciting first rounds and lose down the line. That's not why he's doing this. So he has to kind of go back to the drawing board, his team well, and just go, all right, man, that first round – they're great, and you're winning. You you know you've won every first round you've had, but we're not not we're not getting the end result that we need. So we gotta maybe pull back in that first round. Still win, but don't don't blow your nut on that first round. It's not working for us. So for Chandler, he drops back in the queue, and that queue is freaking stacked. You know, and there's a lot of other guys, a lot of other matchups. So you know, you, he he definitely needs to win his next one. You know, it's about wins and losses. Not not just being exciting. You don't want to be the Leonard Garcia of the UFC. It's a tough gig, man. Tough, tough gig. You want to be that guy like, yeah, I know he doesn't win, but so much fun to watch. 
get kids. Mm-hmm. And then also, depend how much the UFC pays you, don't get twisted. The UFC's like, yeah, yeah, great, great, great fight, dude. But when you're losing, they will hold that over your head all freaking day. Even though the fan base is like, no, this is great. I'm telling you, the UFC, if they have any chips in the corner, they're going to be like, well, no, dude. He's only won two UFC fights out of five. You And he wants to pay him how much? It's not happening. You know, so it gets a little dicey for him there. Gets a little dice for him. I absolutely love him. I think he beats most guys. It's just the tip of the spear guys he's struggling with because they, they're they're not they're no punks. That first round, even though it didn't go those guys' ways, there's a reason they're so successful. They're not they're they can throw an interception and forget about it and still perform. So he beats everybody, but just not the tip of the spear guys right now. But I think with a few minor tweaks, he's right there, man. He's right there. He's right there. Let's take a little break about me just chatting your ear off about fisticuffs because it's never too early to play holiday music. We already got the Christmas tree up in my house. I like to do it after Thanksgiving, but my Mexican wife begs a differ. For the kids, it can't come early enough. It's never too early to start thinking about gifts either. Whether it's for a friend or your friends in your pants, you can make this season to be jolly with my boys at Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid other silent night in the bedroom. All right. Then add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you, baby. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty and get free shipping with 20% off by going to manscaped.com slash shop S C H A U B. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the bro who deserves it all. Give your man something that just keeps on giving. If he has a bush, and because he's scared, he doesn't want to nick his nuts, your nuts bleed like crazy, he's sick of it, so he just strolls around with this heavy bush, don't, don't do that. Don't let him go out there and be scared. Because listen, Manscaped is here with the Platinum Package. They got it all. They got the Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, all right? The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, Weed Whacker Nose Ear Hair Trimmer. We got you, man. All right, they also have a light on it, and it's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. It's super easy. They got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner. can solve stank problems all freaking day long, all right? Then the Platinum 4.0 Package sitting under your tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. Get that big... Tasty sack like Santa, all right? For the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new body buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes it easy to foliate all your body, man. Get that body right. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-B. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com slash shop. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. It's the holidays, man, and you got a lot of work on your table. You got friends and family coming over, and you're like, man, I shouldn't get this project or this assignment done, whatever you're working on. I need to be in the zone. I need to be in that flow state. How can I get there? I've tried meditation. I've tried it all. I've kind of looked into nootropics, but I don't know what to take. Well, take from your thick friend here. There's only one nootropic your boy uses here, and I have CTE. I use Alpha Brain from On. It's the only nootropic I trust. They go through so many trials to make sure it is the best on the market, all right? They sold over 1 million bottles. That's right, 1 million bottles. Alpha Brain promotes cognitive function, including memory, mental speed, and focus. Helps you remember names at these Christmas parties. Little Alpha Brain, next thing you know, you're basically Elon Musk without the autism. We got you covered, man. All right, comedian and podcaster, my boy Joe Rogan, says it makes him feel like he can form better sentences when he's talking. You want to talk more like Rogan? Come on, man. We got you guys. Also... On it's so positive, you're going to love 
uh, Alpha Brain that they get your money back guaranteed if you don't like it. No return necessary. Keep the bottle. Give it to your buddies, all right? They're not as big as haters. It's going to work, so don't even worry about it, all right? And also, it's caffeine-free. So if you're, you know, jittery to caffeine, don't worry about it. Alpha Brain's caffeine-free. Now, you can pick it up at your local Walmart or... You can do what most people do and go to onit.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-U-B. You get 10% off the entire website. Not just Alpha Brain, but, but protein powder, warrior bars, workout gear, battle ropes, kettlebells. We got it all. Onit.com slash shop. 10% off the entire site, especially Alpha Brain. You're welcome. Now let's get back to the program. Um, then moving on to your co-main event. You know, probably the most boring fight on the card. You know, it's such a mismatch. It was a complete nightmare for Carlos Sparza. This wasn't surprising. I, I guess the surprising thing there is how good uh, Wele is at grappling and wrestling. Because when she came in on the UFC, she was an absolute monster with her stand-up. And we knew her to be this knockout artist unless she was fighting uh, Thug Rose. But, um, you know, so you can see the improvement in Wele. It seems like Wele might be, you know, go on a streak here, she'd be tough to beat. Now she's more comfortable with her grappling. With Carlos Sparza, you know, getting that single leg and then getting lit up and then to get, you know, submitted the way she did, Wele looked pretty damn good. Couldn't be a worse matchup for Carlos Sparza, especially since Wele learned how to wrestle and do grappling. Couldn't be an absolute nightmare for Carlos Sparza. So her Carlos Sparza's journey and story is still fantastic. You think well, she won Ultimate Fighter maybe seven, eight years ago. She was champ, lost the belt, became champ again. It's a great comeback story. But that Carlos Sparza train stops in China. She's never going to beat Whaley. It's just not going to happen. Uh, for Ro for Rose, she's the Achilles heel to, to Wang. Now that she has this fucking grappling, though, it could be a little difference there. I would like some fresh blood in there. At Strawweight, we've had the same basically handful of women you know, running this thing. You got Whaley, you got Rose, you got Young Jencheck, and then you got um, Carlos Sparza. And then Jessica Andrade, you kind of get the same girls there. Mm -hmm. So uh, Lemos, I'd love to see her get a crack at it, um, depending on what Rose wants to do. Rose doesn't seem like she's chomping the bit to get in that. I thought Marina Rodriguez, if she would have beat uh, Lemos, she'd been right there. But Amanda Lemos is, should fight for the title. Just to switch it up, man. I, I like when there's a little bit of, you know, mm -hmm. be more interesting. We've seen Rose. We've seen... Um, you know, Jessica Andrade. We've seen some of these girls. So I think Lemos is, is the pick there. I bet you the UFC does that. And I bet Rose, she's just, again, it's not like she's chomping at the bits. So we'll see what happens there. And then your main event, your main event, you know, I told y'all, you must have forgot. And Izzy was proving me right until about three minutes into that fifth round. You know, uh, that f was the end of the first as he rocked them. It's so crazy to me how this pretty much duplicated the last kickboxing kickboxing match between these two gentlemen. It was almost identical because if you've seen those fights, Izzy's winning, lighting him up, and then you know Pierre just has so much power, catch him, and the fight's over. That's so much power that guy has. Um, I thought Izzy looked phenomenal. I thought uh, Izzy was doing a good job with the leg kicks. I, he did mention the post-fight uh, press conference. He did throw a leg kick, and uh, Alex checked it, and that messed up whatever the nerve is in his leg. So he felt compromised there. He was like, after that, it was, it's kind of trouble for me, which makes sense. But that's also, it's not like, you know, Alex threw the kick and intentionally did it. But what Alex did, it was check it, which is, you know, a combat fight move. And he did the right thing. And that 
compromised Izzy. So kudos to Alex Piera. Um, I, I still believe that Izzy's the better fighter. I think for Izzy, you know, he's been so dominant and people kind of get sick of that, especially when you think he's not, you know, fighting like he used to. We always hear this from, he's not fighting like he used to. Now he's this, he's a boring champion. But I can disagree more with that. I think it's more um, credit to Izzy the way he's fighting. And I think it's more of a product of his opponents not bringing the fight because Izzy's so goddamn good. Um, so the UFC knew that they they need to spark a fire under Izzy's ass because he's just dominating everybody. There's no fresh blood for him, so their hope was Alex Pereira would be the guy who's the Achilles heel of Izzy, and seems to be that way, right? He's three zero against Izzy, two in kickboxing, now in MMA. Um, you know, but uh, again, Izzy's definitely won more rounds over Alex, but he's just not winning the fights. So. You know, again, and also Dana said this, Izzy's one of the only champs he has who just, he wants to stay active and he had no reservation about fighting Ox Pierre. Even though he's flatlined him before, he's like, yep, yeah, sign him up, let's do it. And I thought Izzy was the better, more technical striker. Alex Pierre, I thought he was a little reserved, especially in the first three rounds because he's never gone 25 minutes. So he would close distance and have Izzy going backwards. But he wouldn't do a lot with it. I thought he, his leg kicks um, were great, super high level. I thought his body um, punches and kicks were great. Shows what level he's at. He's an absolute savage. And also just his size advantage. My God. I tell you guys how big Izzy is. And then we see Alex and they're like, oh, this it's looks gigantic. like Izzy versus Jan. Like yeah. he was, he's, Alex could fight at 205. I don't know if he wants to. But Alex Pierre and um year he'd be a great fight i don't know who'd win that fight this alex Pierre dude is a savage um but i again i'm not taking anything from alex i just feel like and this is what shows you what true champion is he is he could have coasted that fifth round he could coast that fifth round won this fight easily i think every judge had is he up on the cards four to zero maybe three to one three to one three it was a three to yeah. one yeah three to one i mean that first round could do 10 eight yeah could do tonight at the very end there. He wobbled. I mean, if there's 30 more seconds. The he fight's over. Yeah. That thing's over. He was on freaking Sixth Street, you know, wobbling his legs. And the punch came after the bell, but the motion was going when the bell rang. So that wasn't dirty to me. But I thought Izzy started finding his timing there. The compromisation of the leg. Um, you know, Izzy in the rematch is slightly favored, which makes sense to me. I would agree with that. But Alex Pierre just hit so hard. I didn't have a problem with the stoppage. Even as he was like, maybe a little early stoppage, but I don't have any issue with it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, I, I do think um, Izzy and Alex Pierre, they're a great matchup. They're definitely going to do the rematch. You have to. Izzy, Izzy, you know, he's won 12 in a row. He's defended his belt, what, five times now? So couldn't break uh, Anderson Silva's record, which shows you how fucking great Anderson Silva is, who just got beat by Jake Paul. That's a different story. <laughs> Um, not in MMA, but you know what I'm saying? It's insane how you don't realize some of these records till you freaking these guys attempt to do it. Like what Izzy's attempt to do is insane, dude. So shout out to Spider there. But you know, I, I, I think for Izzy, he's gonna go back and watch that fight and like it's similar to the first fight, or similar to the second fight. Like I'm outclassed him, lined him up, you know, could have had some finishes there if I would have put the pressure on a little more. Um, but you let Alex hang around with that power, and if he eventually, you know, decides to go, when he goes, you better be out of the way or you're going to lose the fight. You know, you're just going to lose the fight. So I also credit both of them because whenever you have two guys that are this high level at striking, it is mixed martial arts. 
usually one guy will, you know, and they did do some grappling, but as far as the striking goes, they're usually both a little reserved, so we don't get a great kind of um, result when it comes to the striking game. They're a little hesitant, but these guys showed out. It just shows you how fucking good they are. Um, again, I, I'm not taking anything away from Alex, but I, again, I don't think he beats a single guy in the top five. Um, Robert Whitaker's after he saw Izzy and Alex's grappling and the wrestling, you know, I'm I'm sure every guy in the top five is like, dear God, please give me that guy, because for those guys that can actually wrestle and they, they actually you know have not just one takedown, but they have an arsenal and they, they have chain wrestling and they have jujitsu higher than a blue belt. They're foaming at the dick to get their hands on Ox Pierre. And the UFC knows this, and they're going to protect him. Like Hamzat tweeted out, was like, oh, I'll fight at 85. I'll be your champ. Now, if the UFC actually want Hamzat to be that big of a superstar at 70 and 85, your next fight's going to be Hamzat versus Ox Pierre. Hamzat beats the shit out. He mops the floor with him. I, you know, again, I'm not taking anything away from Alex. This is all about matchups and styles, and that's a complete nightmare for him. The UFC is not going to do that because then it discredits Izzy's kind of entire resume, right? Because then if Izzy never gets that fourth fight, really the the second fight in MMA, which all we care about, but if he never gets that rematch against Alex and then Alex fights anybody else and loses and never gets it because they have to have him fight Izzy. Otherwise, you're never hearing from him again. I got to be honest. So the UFC knows that, and it would also be a huge kind of – mark against izzy in his career if he couldn't redeem himself and get a win over alex it's like you know you know because if let's say robert whitaker beat um alex which i think he would let's say jared cannonier marvin vittori or Derek brunson or paulo costa jack hermanson any of these guys beat him izzy's gonna beat those guys and he's proved it he'll destroy all those guys but there's that one that demon out there alex Pierre, that brazilian demon who just couldn't get past so ufc's not gonna allow it to happen you're not going to see him fight anybody else. This is a straight Izzy thing. For the, It makes Izzy more exciting, right? This comeback story, he is slightly favored, which I agree with because he's the rounds that he's won over Alex. So he just needs to fight smarter. Um, the, the, the problem is, though, is Alex Pierre also can get footage of that last fight. So Alex can watch that and go, oh, I know I can. I know I have power for 25 minutes. I know I can push myself a little further that was my first 25 minute fight ever so he's gonna be a little more less gun shy in this rematch which is a problem for izzy you know now it could just be a thing where alex pierre is just for whatever reason stylistically is the only guy on this planet that can beat izzy i'm not talking about 205 i'm not i'm just talking about 185 85 alex pierre could just be that one thorn in izzy's side they just can't get past for whatever reason he does well, you know, for so long, and then there's some mental block where, you know, you take your eye off the off the prize, and Pierre has so much knockout power, he's gonna shut your lights out. So, um, it it is a it's a good story for Alex Pierre. You know, it's a great story. When they were grappling, I was like, please stop, please please stop. I did not pay on a Sunday night and knowing the results, eighty dollars to watch these two white and blue belts grapple. Let's get back on the feet and get to business here. You know what I'm saying? But, look, dude, please don't grab. It's like when, uh, was it Damian Mai and Ben Askren were striking? I was like, well, shh, I want to cut my dick off. This is, I'd rather watch my two-year-old and five-year-old fight each other. They have better technique at stand-up. This is all. Give me my goddamn money back. 
But for uh, Pierre and Izzy, man, hats off to him. And also, the, it just shows you the true champ that Izzy is, the way he dealt with the loss. You know, if you listen to his comments in the post-fight, and he's in that dope-ass fur coat, <laughs> that's what a champion looks like, son. That's what he looks like. He gave all the credit to Alex. And he's like, yeah, we'll run it back. It's all good. So I, I think for for Izzy, it, this is actually a good thing, because I think for Izzy, he's been so dominant, and it's been kind of lackluster. This brings him to the... To the forefront and people get to see what he's really about you know mm-hmm. what's up well i'm just reading some of these bro was about to visit god if the ref gave him a couple more seconds that's what most people want to see though i thought it was early but for some, some time reflect on it. i think it's better and then the way it did than to possibly have izzy flatline completely turned into meme sleeping on the beach by the izzy haters yeah you know i think for izzy to go out like this there's really no argument it wasn't so bad where people are going to constantly make fun of him, right? It's not like a, a Dan Henderson Bisbing moment. Um, it's not like a Luke Rockhold, Vitor Belfort spinning back kick moment. Dude, when Alex Pierre, I don't know if people notice this, but Alex Pierre threw a spinning heel kick, and it was like a, it was like a crescent, like spinning heel kick, and Izzy like turned down. But if that thing was just an inch further, my God, you got knocked out of the year. That would have been awful 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 if you're an izzy fan which i am so i bet they do the rematch from izzy i'd chill for a little bit and we do the rematch in january march april 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 may take a little time off april may now i don't know if the division is going to put up with that but that's what i would do take your rest enjoy life get back to business you know you're better than this guy you just gotta fight smarter i truly believe izzy's better than this guy i believe that wholeheartedly now your boy's out five grand all right <laughs> I sent Cal in the cash app Saturday night without even watching the fight. I saw he win, right? I saw Alex when I sent to Cal, and I knew, and I knew he won because before even the fans at the Houston Improv during the meet and greets told me what happened, which I knew was, they were going to tell me. So um, I get a text from all I got from Brian who goes, pay up. I was like, ah, damn. I was like, first round, second round? He's like, no, as he was doing well. And then fifth round, like, shit. I did not predict a late round knockout. Just didn't see that happening. But I do think y'all must have forgot how goddamn good Izzy is. You know? Hopefully this reminds you a little bit. Even though he lost, that should remind you how fucking dominant of a champion Izzy is. I think this is perfect Izzy's career. I think it adds more fuel to the fire. I think it gives brings more fans to him. Now that the champ lost, we're gonna see a champ come back. And trust me, Izzy's gonna come back. I would double I'm I'm when we do find a kid after this. I'll double the bet with Brian. Ten G's. Double or nothing. What happens if he wins that uh, rematch? Do they do it again? No. No, no, no. That's it. That's it? That's it. Is he lose to him a second time? Then, again, I think that's it for both of these guys. Yeah. This is for if, – if Alex Pierre, it'd be a nightmare for the division, kind of. But if Alex Pierre were to beat Izzy again, it's just the thorn in Izzy's side. Izzy has to hope Alex either goes up to 205 – or, you know, they do toss him a grappler and he's going to get mollywopped and Izzy can get back to the belt. Because he beats everybody not named Alex Pierre. Hands down, everybody. Um, you know, also I think, you know, Bo Nickel coming up. The, it's tough, dude. You got Bo Nickel coming up through the ranks, even though he doesn't have a fight. When I say come up through the ranks, definitely get a fight, Bo Nickel. And then, you know, you got Hamzat in the, in the, waiting in the, the fucking Chechnyan or whatever the hell he is shadows you know so it's like there's a time period for both these gentlemen to do work right now 
because those boys are coming. Mm-hmm. Those boys are coming. And the big, what I think, probably the, one of the biggest fights that ever happens to me, Bo Nickel and Hamzad. That's the fight. That's the fight. Yeah. So, overall, dude, Mass Square Garden delivered, and that's an understatement. It's just, it's just a special place. People show out, man. People absolutely show out. So, um, great card, man. Great card. Absolutely great card. What do you got, Jen? Starting off with sad news, you already know this, that Anthony Rumble Johnson passed away at 38 years old. Yeah, and I think people um, in his, even if you're in a circle, not in the media, but if you're in your circle, you know, and me and Rumble would uh, text back and forth, DM back and forth. Um, I knew he wasn't doing well. I didn't know it was this bad. I knew yeah. it was bad. Um, then even his manager, Ollie, came out and was like, hey, pray for, for um, Rumble, man. He's not doing, he could use prayers right now. And they're like, ooh, this can't be good. You know, it's just such a shame. Was he 38? 38. He was 38. This is a post he did in September. So I really wish I could go into detail about how ill I truly am. Just uh, know I need as many prayers as I can get, and I'll see you in 2022. God will have never been this afraid of anything. My, mm, that makes sense. But I've remained strong with the support of my friends and family. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. 38, man. 38. 38. And put in capital letters, not COVID. So all you people like, God, oh, that's COVID. Vaccines, you're completely fucking off. You guys couldn't be more off. Stop with that shit. Oh, was it steroids? No, it's not steroids. What he was dealing with, a hot, Hodgkin's lymphoma, you know, and hemophagocytic or no some idea. shit. Those, for sure, science make it short. Uh, Lymphocytes. I know. Which but, are a rare disorder of the immune system. Yeah. What he told me, because we're trying to get him on food truck, he's like, dude, I gotta go check in the hospital. What he told me is that the white blood cells were like attacking something's body, like and the goods, the healthy stuff. They're just turned like his body just turned on him. Like it was like the white blood cells were doing something. And it was there I forget what it was. It was they were attacking him or there's too much in his body. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Or maybe it was the red blood cells attacking the white blood cells. And he Alex, got, he was yeah. so low on white blood cells, it was like super dangerous for him. Um is a rare but potential fatal condition with certain White blood cells build up and damage, or there you go. Uh, so the condition that he had is uh, certain white blood cells build up and build up and damage organs, including the bone marrow, liver, spleen, and destroy other blood cells. Dude, how about that? Commonly affects infants and young children. Know, it's super rare. It's so nuts, dude. Go to what's the survival rate of it right there? See that? Mm-hmm. If left untreated, patients with this disease survive only a few months. Wow. Due to organ failure, and that's what got rumble, man. Oh, wow. So with dramatically increase the survival rate, to f- you basically have a 50% chance of surviving up. With six years. Oh, Jeez. Jesus. What a terrible condition. It's just so, he's so young, man. It's just such a fucking shame. Yeah. Just a great guy, too. Yeah, he was on food truck, and he came into Grudge Training Center when he was first popping on the scene at 170. And my God, the talent that dude possessed was nutsos. Southpaw, traditional. You're just a you never seen anything like it. And that, and I remember looking at him. He's like 220 some pounds. Like you fight at 170. Yeah. This is nuts, dude. I remember he fought in uh, what was that World Series? Knocked out, or he, he went to Arlovsky. I think Decision or Arlovsky. Like mm-hmm. the guy is a savage, man. His fights with DC. It's just such a shame, man. It's such a freaking shame. Yeah, super. It's sad. Such a bummer. Um. All right. Looking back to the fights. I thought this was really cool. Let me go over here. This is Dustin Poirier talking to Michael Chandler after the fight, post-fight. And even though 
scared to fight you. I'm coming from a, 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 a healthy spot. You know? But without fear, there's no bravery. Let's try. So he admitted that he was scared to fight him. Savage. Because remember, they know each other from ATT. He knows the power of Chandler. I heard about their you know, sparring sessions at ATT. Like, I'm sure for for uh, poor A, that, especially when you know the guy, you know how dangerous he is and what he's really good at. Like, all that stuff eats up at you before the fight. Like, oh, that one time we're training. He got me in the compromised position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he landed that shot. So all that's going through your head, man. Poor A is just such a dog. I know. Dude. My God, dude. And then, um, so I guess, remember you were talking about how uh, Chandler went for the choke? Yeah, with the fish hook? Yeah, this, so uh, Chandler said that it was like, an, it didn't mean to do it, obviously. He's not a cheater or anything like, anything like that, but he did accidentally put his hands in there. Yeah. And then I guess Dustin Poirier did like kind of bite down a little Hell bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, all fears in yeah. love and more. I mean, obviously you shouldn't be doing that, but. Uh, and then this part too. So Chandler, I guess his nose was all clogged up with blood. And then they're wondering, people were wondering if he did this on purpose, like, you know, blew a snot rocket onto Poirier. But he said, no, it was just something that had to come out. So I'll just Boy, show you the these clip These two here. don't get monkey pox. I don't know what's going to do it. Oh, no, I don't think he meant to do that. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he, he's literally, he's, you know. My nose right now, trying to keep it, keep it, uh, keep it stopping from bleeding. I mean, it was, if I wanted to breathe. That blood needed to come out. Um, so I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a malicious, weird thing, but it was definitely like, hey man, sorry you're down there, but I didn't, I didn't create gravity. <laughs> I didn't create gravity. He's all winking at him. I did. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he looks so different after. Yeah, like, I mean his face I is know. super swollen. Great dude though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, we did the Petrosky one. So Jim Norton got this footage from backs, uh, backstage, and it's Kevin Holland. And Kevin Holland's, I guess, arguing with someone from Kamaru Usman's team. I can't tell who it is, but then he calls him an actor. So maybe someone from the Wakanda Forever movie. Interesting. So there's Eastman, and then Kevin Holland's arguing. Oh, and there's Hill. You guy's older too. Jamal Hill was there too. I wonder what the guy was saying. I don't know what Jim, happened. I built an altercation backstage. Not sure what the issue was. Almost lost my phone. Luckily, Reed Harris, who's the best, Reed, the, the, shit, the amount of shit Reed Harris has to deal with in that UFC. He, if he wrote a tell-all book, he can't. Probably sign an NDA, but my God. <laughs> yeah, everyone talks really good about Reed. Uh, yeah, so no idea what happened. Try to Google it. Can't find out what happened. Um, yeah. This is another altercation with Nate Diaz and Dylan Dennis' team. And th- someone put down that Dylan Dennis got slapped by Nate Diaz, but it was one of Dylan's. No, someone else, crew. right? Yeah, yeah. The only guy close enough to do it. But it was a, it was a bad slap, Maybe too. Maybe slapping like a penguin, man. <laughs> He just be slapping. And that's Audio Tar. I think. Yeah, that's Audio Tar. So he, I think he manages Dylan, and then he's also Connors. What is Audi trying to tell him? Something like my kids are here, so don't cause any trouble or something like that. That's oh, what I heard. He's like, My kids are here, man. Be cool. Hey, beef, beef, beef. Hey, 
He slapped the piss out of me. This guy was small, but I don't give a guys talk shit to Nate. You know, and then also, if you can talk shit to him, you know he slaps, dude. He's I know that's her. such an embarrassing thing to get caught on camera with getting oh, slapped. slapped. Nothing worse. Yeah, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather Nate punch me than get slapped. And there's nothing more dehumanizing getting slapped. And the guy just I'd rather an open hand slap. But also <laughs> that short guy talking shit to him. What are you? What are you doing? It's humiliating. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about Dominic Reyes. This is uh, John Jones. Talking about Dominic Reyes, like he's he's like going back and forth with fans on his Twitter. So I'll tell you, he's confident in his mind. He beat me. Maybe that's his problem. So someone asked, "It's crazy how much Johnny Bones took Reyes's confidence." And then this guy goes, "Do you feel bad for Dom?" I don't feel bad. Uh, I don't know if I feel bad are the words. I would say more like concern for his health. Yeah, I'm with you, John. And then get on the silence permanently or get in the game. So that's something that Dominic Reyes said a few days before about John Jones. So then John Jones put that out there. That was messaged me on his last series. Now that's my message back to him. Oh well. Yeah. Go up. What was the get a, get a, get on the sidelines permanently or get in the game? Yeah, like stay out on the sidelines or just you know because John Jones is not really. No, I know. He's not John fighting needs right to now. fight. And then Dane also came out and was like, Steve and John was never going to happen on December wow. 10th. He was like that. I don't know where that came from. Damn. I know for a fact <laughs> it was supposed to happen. Yeah, but Dana said that. Uh, and this is Dominic Reyes's. Hold on. Oh, this is an old interview. Here's Dom- Dominic Reyes' statement. I was trying to get my hand raised and rest the fight. I'm okay. I live to fight another day. Another lesson learned. Congrats. One incredible performance to become the middleweight champion. Oh, God is always good. Congrats, Alex Pierre. Mm-hmm. God is always good. Thank you, my friends, family, support me on management. A big thank you to, to Glover's team for the camp. Believe me, I'll be back. Just have to shake it off and get back in there. Big thank you to UFC. The energy was amazing last night. It felt great to be in the ring again. Yeah, he just needs to be more active. He's he's had some tough goes, man. Yeah, since, man. since that John fight's been fucking tough for this guy. Three and light, really? light heavyweight is just not forgiven, man. It's also tough. Yeah, you, it's my square guard. It's your first fight back in a hot second, you know? And that yeah, was he hasn't won since 2019. It's tough, man. That was a really hard jab when you looked at it. Yeah. His momentum come forward. Yeah, people are like, you knocked out by a jab. It's like, dude, that ain't no, a regular it jab. Crazy. That was straight. Basing overhand left. Mm-hmm. This happened over the weekend. So Floyd what Mayweather, poor guy, did Floyd Mayweather beat up for money? KSI's little brother, some YouTube guy. I guess he's a YouTube guy. But I'll show you the finishing sequence here. What's funny is for Floyd, it's like, who? Yeah, I'll fight this YouTuber. Just, you know, just, just to give make me money. money. Yep. He's just beating the shit out of these YouTubers. This guy has no fights either. And what do you think was going to happen? Boy, these YouTubers, though. Even when he's older, his kids are like, Dad, you fought Floyd? I'm like, yeah, why? Because I was a famous YouTuber, son. And he had no fights? Not really. It's kind of lame. Early stoppage. Yeah, definitely early stoppage. But also, that kid has no experience. So the ref is like, let's get the hell out of here. This isn't going for you. So on that same card was Tommy Fury. This dude, my God, dude, just be the handsome guy who makes endorsement <laughs> money with his girl. She, I think she's pregnant. If they've had the kid, just deal with that, dude. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to be a legit boxer. So he missed weight, right? I don't know. Did he? Yeah, he missed weight. That's the biggest thing. Okay, he missed weight, and then his dad took off shirt. Yep, and was trying to fight too. Jake Paul. <laughs> it's just so weird. His dad has some tits. <laughs> it was such a weird thing that his dad did. 
And Jake Paul was kind of confused too. Jake Paul posted a picture and goes, nobody's holding him back. <laughs> He's got WBC and WBA titles. He's, he's had knocked out 12. And I had the bollocks to get in this ring tonight and fight him on a few hours' notice. I want to get, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who turned out. I love you all. Thank you for coming. And I want to say one the thing. boy's bodied up, though. There's a certain bitch at ringside who I want in this ring right now. Tell him to get near because he would never have the balls to step in and fight a man of this caliber on a few hours' notice. Never. So get him in this ring now. How's his hair get so perfect? Now, if you're a, you're a bitch. Perfect. Get in here. God, he's jacked. You don't want to step in here because ain't no man. I'll fight him now when I've just had a fight. Looks like Bilal Muhammad in the back. Now. Right behind him. See him? You, get in the ring now. Get in the ring now. Get in the ring now. Get in this ring. Get in that ring now. Come on. The water's just fine. Get in. How about, how about you get out of the ring now? You get out of here. Come oh, here. Yeah, I'm with Jake. There's oh, all his the, boys are up there and his crazy ass dad. Come on. Come on, Hulkamania. Get in. Get in. Is that really Hulkamania shirt? Do you want me to come there? Do you want me to come there? Two, two, Before two, he said Paul Jake. Mania. Jake. Jake, we got a mic. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Jake, I guess you fight him. The dad's the, the best dad, part yeah. with his. I mean, his dad's older, man. So I. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Why is he taking his shirt off, bro? Now John Fury is taking the shirt off. Hold on. I mean, why does John Fury not do WWE? Jake had the best pick. It shows me he goes, nobody's holding him back. Does he not look like the animal or some shit from WWE? He does, and he said something about he would take Mike Tyson out too or something yeah, like that. That's some bullshit. I know. It was really, really weird. You can see Tommy Fury's like, God damn it. That's tits around. And speaking of Jake Paul, he teased this thing. Just a little video footage of him no, facing I, off I, with Andrew Tate. I on Twitter. Your boy's more active on Twitter now that Elon took it over. Yeah. I'm not being suppressed like I'm on every other channel. But that's them squaring yeah, off? I don't know. I wonder if that's real. Now, this is my thing with this. I, for Jake, it makes sense. I mean, for, you know, Andrew Tate definitely makes sense because he's not really doing these fights like this. But uh, for Jake, you, you got to be careful. I know Logan Paul called him out, but I think Logan Paul like tore every ligament in his knee recently, so he's out for a hot second. For Jake though, don't don't get twisted. I know you know Andrew Tate. A lot of you know, especially the young listeners know him for, as that misogynist or whatever your parents told you that this guy is, and he got kicked off all this stuff. You you got to realize his background. He is a legit world champion kickboxer, mm. legit. You know, and he's not that old. It'd be a tough fight for Jake. If I'm Andrew Tate, he should probably take it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both popular enough to make this a big... Oh, it'd be a huge, yeah. Also, I told you guys this. If I'm Jake, dude, forget being validated by the MMA community and boxing me. Fuck everybody, dude. Because your toughest fight against Anderson Silva, it's your lowest pay-per-view numbers. Now, maybe it was because Anderson, before the, you know, in the press conference, said he got knocked, knocked out. out so people yeah. were like, oh, God, this is going to be a good fight. So maybe that hurt it. But still, your, your toughest fight was your lowest pay-per-view numbers. Read the room, buddy. Fight guys like Andrew Tate. Now, it's not an easy fight by any means. That's... Tough fight for Jake, but keep fighting these guys. Why? 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 What are you aiming for? Yeah, nothing proved to any of us. Keep doing your thing. Make all the money in the world. Because you fought your toughest test, lowest views. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Proofs in the pudding, my man. Fucking validation. Just keep making forty million dollars a year and tell people to suck your ween or <laughs> living in Costa Rica or where the hell he's at. Puerto Rico, I think. But yeah, I don't know why he does it. 
Okay, so some bout announcements. You already know this is happening, but it's official now. So Alexander Volkanovsky. I know, because there was rumors that it didn't look like it was going to happen because online, too, it was getting a little dicey. Mm -hmm. But now, I'll tell you what, the, the kangaroo nuts that Alex Volkanovsky has to step in that octagon with Islam Makachev. Mm -hmm. In Perth. That man has the biggest set of Australian kangaroo nuts we've ever seen. My God. My God. I know. That is not, he's definitely be a big underdog. That is a tough mother trucking fight, man. My God. Mm -hmm. It's in Perth. Is that in February? Yep. Hell yeah. And one of the rumors was it might not have happened because they thought Yair might be fighting uh, Makachev. But then Yair is now fighting Josh Emmett. Oh, no. You were saying Yair's going to fight Volkanovsky, not Makachev. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're at 45. So now they're doing Yair and Emmett for the. What were they called? Interim belt, mm -hmm. which I'm not, you know, interim belts are cool, especially guys going to leave the division and go because who knows what happens there. So I'm cool with that. And then no matter what happens, when Volkanovski come back, it's belt versus belt, bigger fight, another big fight for him. Volkanovski, it's so smart. He's making all the money in the world. No matter what happens in the Makcha fight, I think it's a fucking tough fight for him, right? Mm -hmm. But who knows? You know, he's undefeated for a reason. He's a savage. But, um, it's big, big boy money. The live gate on that uh, Perth card, the pay-per-view is going to be massive. And then let's say the odds makers are right. I'm not saying they are right now. I'll, I'll break down in February, but let's say the odds makers are right and Volkanovski were to lose that fight. Well, then the downfalls fighting another super fight at 45. Life is good if you're Volkanovski. And yeah, Rodriguez Emmett. That's a great fight. Great fight. And thank God Josh Emmett got his due, you know? He, he, Josh Emmett would have, this probably would have happened unless Volkanovski decided to do the super fight. True. So it's for him going up for Josh Emmett, the UFC was forced to do the Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett. Oh, yeah. Bigger and what's pages. interesting, you know, for again, for Volkanovski, no matter what happens in that Makachev fight, he's a huge favorite over Emmett and Rodriguez. He most likely eats those boys up, you know? Mm -hmm. I like all this. Yeah. I like all It's of good them. for all of them, too. Take all my money um let's go this i just saw on espn ringside oh i love this so they ordered wbc ordered deontay wilder versus andy Ruiz, and that's gonna determine who's gonna challenge tyson fury for his heavyweight title that's so i part of me wants it to be wilder i'd love to see that again right i really really i want joshua fury but i've given up on that as a fellow brit what shout out to my brits i know i don't sound like one but i am half this and is really a great I, fight I love wine gums and I drink tea with milk. Be cool. So, um, Wilder Ruiz is a great fucking fight. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, tough fight for Wilder. I Because here's the problem. Andy Ruiz has no quit in him. He's not the guy where, and it, it's not that one shot might put Ruiz down. Ruiz might get dropped. That kid does not stop. His pace and his combinations and the volume punches that this dude that looks like the fat kid from up, grew up Mexican. <laughs> And can box his ass off, you know? Yeah. He's the fat kid from up, but adopted by a Mexican family, put him in boxing, right? This kid is a savage. Quick hands. Don't let the body fool you. He is a savage. Mm -hmm. Look what he did to Anthony Joshua. Joshua overlooked him, but still, he got molly whopped. And the rematch, right, He, I just, he got too um, big-headed. He's partying. I have people close to Ruiz. They're like, dude, he's out all the time. Didn't take the fight serious, which is insane. 
because you beat joshua you get in the fury fights and all that but you know things happen he learned from it now he's with canelo's team training for deontay wilder for a guy where you know he was down on the cards against luis ortiz he beat him you know he knocked him out um i as a wilder i love wilder i've worked with wilder many times one of my favorite people in sports period i love what the passion he has he's a great fucking dad him and his girl great love story beauty and the beast it's fantastic this is a tough fight for wilder this is a guy that doesn't have quitting for wilder a guy who was remember he's like doing music videos didn't know if we were gonna see him if he's gonna retire the problem is is when you're kind of one foot in one foot out which i don't know if he is but i'm just saying if there's any inclination where he's like ah, i don't know if i'm still gonna do this ruiz ain't the guy to fight because he ain't gonna go away easy that one shot ain't gonna do it on him it's a great fight. Yeah. They say when it is? Next year. Yeah, just next year. That's boxing. All well, right. Well, sometime next year, y'all. But when, bitch? The UFC never does that. They're like, Makachev, Volkanovski, maybe next year. No, UFC, they announced that, bitch. You got a date. So yeah. we get crunk for it. Boxing is just UFC. old school. Like, nah, it's okay. This is a controversial one. Um, so leading up to this fight, Stop Bender. He still he had shown a little bit of that that breast Gino. sagging thing. Uh, yeah. So this, this other you remind me this other thing with Izzy. Mm -hmm. There was no special walkout, right? Like it was all business, which was a little alarm. Even though I thought he performed phenomenally, there was something to it where I was like, oh, I don't like that because he was relaxed, even though he's lost to the guy twice, and one of them was a knockout. But it was like. His usual walkout, the the entertainment value, like I was like, Mass Square Garden, I, I couldn't wait. I'm like, oh, what's Izzy going to do? And I didn't hear anything. Nobody told me anything about Izzy's walkout, but I figured it's something special. So this morning, I would fast forward just to, they go, you know, fight. But with Izzy, I'm like, I see the walkout. And there's nothing special. Even when Bruce was announcing him, he never did his cool, mm -hmm. you know, like anime, whatever Pokemon shit it is. He did do, he just, you know, he did his whatever thing, but there was no like presentation, which he's used to. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not easy. You know, that's not easy. We know. I thought that was interesting. I mean, maybe it's he just took this fight super serious, yeah. which, again, he showed out. I'm not saying that's the reason he lost. I'm just saying, like, do what got you to the day. That's what makes Izzy an outlier. Like, he can perform under all this pressure, still go out, have his B boys out there, do the Undertaker walkout, and still light people up. Like, Izzy's beyond just the fight itself. But with this time and this pressure, I don't know. He's serious. I don't like serious, is he? Yeah. Even when he was fighting, he didn't look the same. He, he like he was just like, yeah, the like power. Yeah. Instead of being like relaxed. Yeah, but again, constantly. you know, three out of the four rounds, he's doing the damn yeah. thing, and then that fifth round, so he'd just be like, nah, man, I didn't feel like doing it. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, yeah, you look great. Yeah. So for that fifth round. So right. what is? There's only so, one reason. Uh, the big question is return of Israel Adesanya is very suspicious guy now. So this is from Faraz Ahabi, who's very well respected. Love for know. us, training with him for a number of years. Mm -hmm. One of the most brilliant minds to ever, you know, get in the game. He's basically a Canadian. Um, I, this is almost a disrespect to him saying that. I was going to say he's almost a Canadian Greg Jackson, but Greg <sighs> Jackson doesn't have the fight experience that Faraz does. I mean, Faraz, you got to talk about black belt and kickboxing. There's not such a thing I'm saying with experience. Black belt and kickboxing, black belt and jiu-jitsu, literally – molded gsp into what he is like mm -hmm. literally gsp roy mcdonald tristar like man guy is a savage yeah so for him to make a statement like this is you know 
So he said, this is from uh, uh, Faraz. He says, I've been punched in the chest. I've seen countless boxing rounds with MMA gloves, big gloves. I've seen countless fights. I've never, I've never, I've never somebody get punched in the chest and then have gyno. I've never seen it. Now, is he saying that because that's what Izzy says it's from? I don't think he's saying it's from punching. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen a guy walk in the ring, walk out with inflamed breast. Or his next fight, his breast is inflamed because he got punched in the chest. Never. Without making a clear cut statement, Zabib seemingly went in with theories that held many observers who've thrown accusations at Izzy. So in my mind, there's only one reason for this. There's only one group that has this problem. There's only one group. I just don't get it. What other possibilities could there be? For me, I have no explanation. I have no idea. So it was insinuating that it is, you know, steroids. I, I don't like when guys do this, you know. I don't like when guys do this. Yeah, the THC, the weed, it can lead to some of that stuff. Uh, I got a close friend who just got straight up dude. Uh, the guy who I have my car business with mm. just got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Has a lump on his breast. Fuck. Has breast cancer. Doesn't never get been hit in the chest. Nothing. Sometimes there's these freak things. The problem is when you're as dominant as Izzy, we want to discredit a lot of his stuff, right? It's just nature. And, and Frost isn't a hater. I think Frost's thing is just why does he have that? Mm -hmm. The guy's this damn good. It's easy to allude to. PEDs, right? Especially when you're a world class athlete, because it's pretty predominant in you know this level of sports. I just think with Izzy, it's just not the case. I know place more dates. Our boy did it, right? And yeah. did he? Derek. Did, yeah, Derek. He seemingly said that steroids would be the only cause. Everyone who I hear talk about this drastically underestimates the scientific link between THC and gyno. It's a real thing. THC and gyno, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what he's saying. It's from doing. That's what Izzy said. Yeah, he did that. He said it before. And another thing he said on uh, the post-fight press conference, he was saying, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who died from yeah, yeah cancer, and he was hitting. Uh, he was hidden from everyone. He didn't tell anybody, right? Yeah. So Izzy was saying something like, you know, you don't know my story. You know, he was referencing Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, people were super you, mean to him. Yeah, when you talk about my thing. You know, with, with my breasts. You guys don't know what, what happens behind the scenes. Like, yeah, he's he's making it seem like there's something more serious. That's might be going on with him too. Yeah, no, that's his it. right. And also, I mean, this would be the near, you know, because we're balls deep in MMA, so we hear this stuff, but like the mainstream, it, it, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's something for people to talk about. I don't like it. I think it discredits Izzy's work. And um, I also think Faraz has been around the elite of the elite, and I think we both know for a fact. He's some, probably some seen of the guys we've trained with and fought with we're on shit yeah, so yeah. it's no knock on for us that's his perspective mm -hmm. but he said he had no idea he's just he's like that's the only thing he can think of but i don't know i don't think he's fair just to jump to that conclusion because that's the same thing like calendar do this right like we'll see a big guy like steroids right i'm like i mean odds maybe you know maybe but especially depending on the guy but you never know it's not fair to do because you know tim tebow was fuck the freak of all freaks my boy joe klaffenstein i know a ton of guys that came up playing football or finding a scene, they just they just built that way, dude. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, but if you don't have that perspective, you're like, yeah, but nine out of ten guys that I came up with were on stuff. I'm like, I can get a conclude to that. I just don't like to do that before Izzy's fight. Like that's not the narrative. Mm. Also, if you want to go through the last fifteen guys that Izzy fought, you want to go through their background. And he's, you want to jump some conclusion on some of them guys? Like, it, there's nothing to do with it either. Where do you go? The, it's a dead end road. Izzy's never been popped. That's the thing. He's never been popped. Yeah. He has tests all the time. He's never been popped. 
he's a he's a you know one of the best to ever do it. So it's it just it creates this negative stigma on Izzy for for what you have, literally have no proof. Yeah, the only proof you have is your confirmation bias based off your experience of guys that you've worked with. So I think it says more about who you've worked with mm-hmm. than Izzy. Because a lot of guys he worked with, you thought it wasn't around back then. Yeah. <laughs> you make the correlation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was cool. Behind the scenes is Francis Ngannou talking to Leon Edwards. And, you know, Francis is super close with Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Leon obviously knocked Kamaru yeah. Usman out. So I'll play this for you. <laughs> you know how it is. I always have my guy. Yeah, yeah no, but no, no. I'm very happy for you. Okay. Good. Good night. Congratulations. Well, that's cool. Leon, blown up. You know what I like about Francis? When we had France on Food Truck, I don't know, four or five years ago, he was wearing that same jacket. That's how, because most people get money, get fame, they don't wear anything twice or whatever, you know, the thing. Yeah. He, on one of them, he's wearing that same jacket. The first time I met Francis, I was at the UFC. I don't know what the hell I was doing there. Yeah, he's in that yep, jacket. Look, CT my ass. Look at that memory, Doug. <laughs> Same jacket, one million views. Holler at your boy before it's getting suppressed on YouTube. Um, same jacket, yeah, same jacket. But most people get rich and famous, they get rid of that stuff, they're dressing different. Not my boy Francis, man. Not my boy Francis. I know comics who aren't even that high level who won't wear the same shoes twice on stage. You're like, how the hell are you affording this, man? Yeah, Francis, just a good dude, yeah, salt of the earth, and still no. No agreement in sight, nothing new going on there, you know? I heard that uh, he saw Dana White in the PI, mm-hmm. and they had a, a good conversation, but still nothing. You know what's weird to me on that is, like, this shouldn't be, like, a drawn-out thing. Like, can't you guys just sit down? Like, it should be pretty upfront, yeah. unless there's just absolutely no deal, because the UFC offered Francis a deal, and he's like, nope. And then I guess what's holding it up is maybe his team went back and the UFC's like, let's think about it. But shouldn't somebody be thinking about it? How, why does this drag out for months? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I know the main thing, he just wants a not, non-exclusive. He wants to be able to f- do two things. Obviously, the boxing and, he, and But he also, I know from for a fact, he wants to be able to do boxing first and then John. The That's like, when no, 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 no. No, no, Because you go in there, you get starched by Wilder Fury, and then, then we get this damaged product and we're paying you all this money. He's asking for a lot of money. Then you come fight John Jones. You lose that one. Then we're fucked, dude. Mm-hmm. And we're paying this huge nut guaranteed contract. I see both sides. Yeah, I want to see the Jones fight first and then. 100%. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I thought this was cool. You might have seen this already. This is uh, Jake Paul when he first started training no, in 2018. I seen this. And then versus how he is right now. This is cool to see. <laughs> My God, he's I bad. know. That hook is atrocious. <laughs> it's just like this. He's all, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the kids put in work. That's it's, super it's tough cool to, to hate see. on. With the, no matter how you feel about him as a personality, it's tough to hate on the work. That's so bad. Clearly, see. clearly, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, your boy Cheeto Vera got a new tattoo on his, his head. head. I yeah. saw this. I was texting back and forth with him. Yeah. That shit it's had clean. to hurt. <laughs> that shit had to hurt. I, I would love a tattoo like that on my neck, though. Not on my head. He's I mean, you your hair over it. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Some dude came to that meet and greet at Specs in Houston. She's got a fresh 
It was like a dove and flowers, but it was on the side of his head. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, did it hurt? He's like, dude. He's like, I was, and I got, because it was like, came down to his temple. I'm like, I bet that temple was fucking horrible. He's like, no, it's back here, man. Really? Like, I could feel it in my brain. <laughs> and it was like juicy. And he like was taking the picture. I'm like, holy shit, that must have hurt. Yeah, there's a ton of blood vessels in your head. So that might make it worse. But it looks dope. I'd love to get one too. I don't know why you don't do it, Chin. It's not like, you know. I know. You look sweet, man. I know, dude. You're like, damn, Chin's in the Yakuza, man. That'd be <laughs> sick. Um, let's see here. I just got one more then. This I thought was crazy. Tony Ferguson, I guess he's going to study business at Harvard. Um, <laughs> good for <clears throat> Good for him ex- uh-huh. ex- expanding his education. Now is this like a uh who was it? Was it uh, Black China uh, was it uh Nicki Minaj was at Harvard? Like there's Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Harvard online, right? Yeah. I guess there's a picture of him actually at Harvard. I don't know what's going on here, to be honest, but let's see. Hold on, brother. I'm studying Facebook's React. Is Tony enrolled to Harvard for a business degree? First of all, if he is going to Harvard, mm-hmm. shout out to Tony Ferguson. If he got into Harvard and this is what he's doing and not fighting, this is fantastic. I mean, what a fucking story. I just, I don't know how guys about to write a thesis on CT. <laughs> haters. Fucking haters. <laughs> Hilarious, but haters. Uh, the big hero of the spectrum is Tony Ferguson falling Miss Weight. All right. Is this um, it? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, he goes, I'm already going back to school for business in Harvard in about a month and a couple of weeks, actually. So I kept my word. I'm keeping my word. So you guys, he's going to go back to school. Yeah, right. No, I'm going back to school, going for my business credentials from Harvard. And my buddy Lloyd and Vitor Belfort, they're helping me with that. After that, I'm going to go back to school and get my PT. So I'm going to keep my word. Like I always said, I'm going to go back, going to do this shit. And I'm going to do that shit. Don't say shit, though, if you go to Harvard now, right? It's like me going back to school and college, competing in wrestling. That's dope if it's actually happening. Man. Ferguson has a big goal. School and possible shifts to wrestling on his list of goals, which we spoke about prior to fight. He mentioned having a list of goals. He's urged everyone to list their goals and work to achieve them. He doesn't have any plans for time from MMA soon. Well, if you're actually going to Harvard Business School, we're going to have to put MMA on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people that go to Harvard and also compete in the UC at a high level. But God bless man, man. More power to him. That's lit. Yeah. All right, so we well, have I'd love to take fights. some Harvard classes online, give them those digital degrees. I'm not saying that's what Tony's doing. It sounds like he's doing the real deal. But I'm trying to do that black China Harvard degree <laughs> and then flex on my fucking kids, dude. Oh, dad, double business major from University of Colorado. Also, little bitch, you got a degree from Harvard. United, you, right? You're you United, you're sir or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, uh, British royalty. Yeah, you're royalty I'm a, I'm, with uh, a Harvard degree. Yeah, dude, dude. killing. My it. kids got a lot to live up to. <laughs> Dad went to Harvard, yeah. and then I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell him how I got it. Yeah, I took seven classes online. Harvard. I'm like, oh, you like Facebook a little bit? You like Instagram? Well, you know the guy who created that uh, alumni from my school, Zuckerberg. You know, we were thinking about doing an app together back then. They just lied to him. Just like we had an app, and then he stole it from me, and then. I have a twin brother, and we sued him, and we won. You should watch the movie Network. Anyway, uh, you got UFC fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. You got a fight night, some fun fights on here. You know, it's not going to blow your dick away, but it's a good card. Uh, Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, uh, Derek needs a win pretty bad. I hope he gets the win. 
Cuda Libra is doing the damn thing against Kennedy. That's a great fight, too. The main event, co-main event, Hodolfo's back at it against Cody. Jay Sherman, they threw him on the card because his card, his fight fell out. Andre Fajillo. Um, yeah, the prelim's a little tough, but um, mm-hmm. Danny Roberts fighting Muslim. Yeah, good good card. Solid card. I Dear God, I hope Derek Lewis gets a knockout. Cuda Libra is a problem, too. Mm. And Adolfo is one of my favorites to watch for a variety of reasons. And then there's a Bellator card. It's not bad as well. The Bellator is fun. So you got uh, Nurmega Madoff versus uh, Pitbull for the lightweight championship. That's a great fucking fight. I think uh, Nurmega Madoff wins that fight. I think he's a slight dog. I think he wins that fight. Corey Anderson versus Nemkov. Great fight. Corey doing the damn thing since he left the UFC. Mm. He left the UFC, I think, right, like fifth. He's going over to Bellator, Bellator doing the damn thing. He was on Food Trek when I was still under Showtime, but I think he was shot out of uh, Thick Boy Studios. He came on uh, and was just talking about how much, you know, he, you know, he beat Yawn. He just laid out, and you look at his record, like, God, this guy has to be one of the best to ever do it, man. Mm. He, his resume is impressive. And Tyler Fortune, you know, hoping he, he gets his shit together. He's a savage. Good card, man. Yep. And this one? I'm excited for one championship. Oh, then you also got uh, – is that, that's Rockman Jr. versus Vitor Belfort. Has Vitor been posted on his Instagram getting ready for this? I don't know. So that's the thing. Let's let's take a look at his. And is this on this uh, so under Triller or some shit? I think zone. Doesn't look like anything here. He's posting his kid who's a savage. Figure where his kid's going. Yeah, Vitor and uh, Rumble were. Boys, they used to train together oh, yeah. the Black Zillions. So who knows if this fight's still happening, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, weird, because he hasn't promoted it, huh? Mm. Interesting. Oh, let's here it is. Oh, there it is. Ticketmaster. Yeah, tickets to the fight. So it says Saturday, November 19th at 6 p.m. in Austin, Texas. Hell yeah. Damn, that's in Austin. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you got right, one got championship, one, baby. Yes. Oh, wait, real quick. BKFC. BKFC. And the main event's fun. Yeah. So you got Cruiserweight. You got uh, Joey Belton, who's I used to train with him at Ring. Fantastic dude. They got Houston Alexander. I know. Old school. Bare knuckle. Jesus Christ. He had the best body back in those days, right? Mm-hmm. Or one of the best bodies. And come out in the Nebraska Cornhuskers gear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so one, Christian Lee. Yeah, they're, they're back on Prime, baby. You got Prime. This is their fourth fight. It's in Singapore again. You got fights on Friday. You got fights on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But they air here at, during Prime time. You have great fights. You got Christian Lee. That's Angela Lee's brother, who's a savage. Um, you got Radatang doing the damn thing. That's Muay Thai. That's flyweight Muay Thai. And then also you got Cosmo Alexander. Cosmo, if you're one champion uh, fan, he's the guy who starched our boy, uh, Sage. North, Sage Northcutt. Mm-hmm. Terrible fight for Sage Northcutt. Broke Cosmo face. is an alien when it comes to Muay Thai. This dude is a savage. Training with him at Black Zealand's nightmare. Fun to watch. But anytime uh, Rada Tang and Christian Lee are fighting, you need to get your popcorn, need to get your glass full of some Tiger Thick whiskey, sit down and watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, and that's Friday and Saturday. You got two fight cards. You got championships. You got two championship fights. You got a badass Russian for Christian Lee. You got freaking, um, you know, Rodatang doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And that's on Amazon Prime. It's the cool. fourth one. And they're airing it prime time for the American audience. All right. So make sure you guys go check that out on Amazon. We'll be posting it too. If you more question about it, the card's fantastic. They always show out. 
Nobody puts on a production like one championship. They basically have the guy who was behind the scenes for for Pride doing the the one championship stuff. So the production is second to none. Some of my favorite fights to watch. I'll be watching this in Milwaukee because I'm in Milwaukee this Friday, Saturday only. I have to do stuff on Thursday, so it's one of the rare weekends. I'm only doing two nights, Friday and Saturday, only in Milwaukee. Milwaukee Improv is this Friday and Saturday. Um, it's Jeffrey Dahmer's hometown, so I will be doing tours because I'm my black belt and serial killers because I'm a psychopath. That is this Friday, Saturday, November 18th and 19th in Milwaukee, baby. Uh, please don't snow. And then Providence, Rhode Island, that is almost sold out. We might add some shows. So if you want uh, tickets, Providence, Rhode Island, December 1st through the 3rd, Providence, Rhode Island. And then I end the Ohi Thick Tour in Washington, D.C. for this year. Washington, D.C. is my last tour date. It's December 15th through 17th, D.C. Improv, one of the best clubs in the freaking country. I can't wait. I'm going to the freaking, uh, I think it's Cosmos Pizza, where Pizzagate happens, one of my favorite restaurants. I'll be all up and down that city, hanging out with Biden. It's going to be a great time. Kamala Harris coming to the show. Washington, D.C., Washington Improv, uh, D.C. Improv, December 15th, 17th. But Milwaukee, Europe, Friday, Saturday, holler at your boy. Um, That's it. Take that thickboy.com if you want some of that award-winning thick nectar. We have it on Thick Boy right now. Batch 2 is available, so it will show up at Yo Doorstep. All right? For anything else, merch, all that stuff, thickboy.com, whiskeythickboy.com. Enjoy the fights. And um, we have a food truck. Hopefully you guys enjoyed last week's food truck where we had, who do we have on? Aljo. We had Aljo, one of my favorite food trucks. He was fantastic. Uh, this week we're dropping the Mike Perry one. And it's fantastic. So enjoy that. Thick Boy uh, YouTube. Uh, so we have Thick Boy YouTube. I have my Brendan Schaub comedy channel. I'm dropping a new Governor Abbott bit this week on uh, social media and on my Brendan Schaub YouTube comedy channel. So make sure you look out for that. I love you guys. Be safe. Um, that's it. Love you. I'm out. No, he's tagged him. This guy is known as a finisher. If people choose to stand and bang with this man, they go to sleep. He knows that I'm a threat to his belt, and I'm moving up the division. Oh, he's rocked it. This man is an absolute monster in welterweight. The biggest fight in welterweight history. If you're into thick boys, (laughs) like, subscribe, comment, and God bless America. Well, that's not my big one. Just kidding.